Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Our lesson today is from Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3, which says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Starting in Colossians 3 and verse 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek the things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So once again, our lesson is, uh, we as Christians, our life is hid in Christ and God. And sometimes we think about being hid, and when we are hid, uh, no part of ourselves is exposed to the world. We are completely immersed or completely hid in Christ. And there are three things that come to mind right away when we think about being hid in Christ. And the first is safety. We know that we are truly safe in Christ, that he will never allow anything to happen to us that uh, is not in his care, that we have faith that he will provide all things for us, especially safety in this life and the next, and especially we are protected from sin and evil. In Philippians 4 verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Another thing about being hid is we uh, tend to uh, put our most valuable possessions, the things that are most important to us, in a safe place. Sometimes they might be hid in a safe or in a special place in our home. And you know, the most important thing in our entire life is our soul. And we have hope of heaven if we are found faithful. And John 3 and 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Also in 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12, Paul telling Timothy here, But thou, O man, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And finally, when we are hid in Christ, no part of us is exposed to the world. We are free from sin, we are dead to sin completely, and he will protect us from all of the evil in the world. Do we know that the sin and the evil in the world can kill us, uh, leaving us eternally separated from God, but we are free from sin and its power over us by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. In Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Once again, our lesson is hid in Christ. We hope that you enjoy the lesson today, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, our lesson today is from Colossians 3 and verse 3. And I've always loved this verse, and it talks about the term that we are hid in Christ. So if you would uh, today, let's go ahead and, and read that John, or Colossians 3 and verse 3. And it says that we as Christians, we are hid in Christ. Colossians 3 and verse 3, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. 
So what a wonderful term that uh, our life is hid with Christ. And when we look at our life, we think about when we are hid, uh, sometimes the things that are most valuable to us, we will put in a special place. And uh, the most valuable things that we have, that maybe uh, things that are a treasure to us, we will hide. Well, what about in our Christian life, our soul? You know, the most valuable thing in our life uh, is our soul. People in the world will serve sin. Uh, they will serve the things in this world. But a Christian, first and foremost, our heart is with, with God. Our heart is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we want to follow Him in hopes of eternal life. In John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our greatest treasures we will put in a special place and hide them perhaps in a very, very uh, secure place. Another uh, thought we might have in being hid is safety. Sometimes if we feel danger or uh, if we need peace in our heart, we will go to a special place that brings us comfort. I can remember as a child and. I don't know if James had this. I know he was really active with all of his buddies. But we had a clubhouse. And it started out, there was a clubhouse that we kind of made, like in the woods, kind of homemade. And uh, my, my little girlfriend, Janet, her dad kind of spoiled her. He would just give her anything. He actually built her. He built a clubhouse on top of like this barn. And that was the most special place that we would go to this clubhouse and kind of close the doors and we were safe from the whole world. And it didn't matter uh, if our parents knew we were there. It was just such a special place. And of course, you know how kids are. If you weren't a member of our club, you didn't get in the clubhouse. You know, this was a special place and you wouldn't tell a lot of people about it because you didn't want them trying to get into your, your special place. But our life in Christ, we are hid in Christ. And we have the same peace, uh, the same secure feeling that uh, we are a Christian. That we have uh, God's eternal love. We have security. We have hope of salvation. But we have the peace of God in our hearts when we have obeyed the gospel. In John 16 and 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of, of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In Philippians 4, verse 7, The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You look at the world today, and a lot of people, I remember James brought a really good lesson, and they said people would say, if uh, you know, if you only had a day to live, what would you do? And uh, the biggest response was some kind of recreational activity and to go on a special vacation uh, to, to do some kind of a peaceful thing. And uh, the world is really big on all the things of the world. You know, maybe it's a new car. And I've had a few new cars. And uh, a lot of people would say, you know, how long does that new car smell last? 
probably about six months or the first time you go to Plaza Pizza and you get a whole stack of pizzas, the car doesn't smell like a new car anymore. It smells like pizza or like when you get Chinese uh, or a dream vacation. And uh, we had a few sisters in the church that actually went on a cruise. I think uh, Susie Atkins uh, got to go on a cruise and uh, she had never, uh, you know, been on a cruise before and getting to see a lot of the Caribbean and what a special time that must have been to her. And uh, Shandra and I and John are real big campers. And uh, I can remember years back that you'd have a, 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 just the best camping week ever. And you, you just felt so good. And then before you know it, it's Monday and you're back at work and there's like 200 emails of things that didn't get done while you were gone. And it seemed like in one day, it was nothing but stress. And you thought, what happened to that wonderful, peaceful feeling, you know, back when, uh, you know, when I was on vacation. But you know, we will never have peace in the world because our life is hidden in Christ. Our special place, our joy, our eternal joy is with the Lord. We are hid in Christ. In Isaiah 20 and verse 25, we see that the world will never have peace when it comes to the things of this world. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 5 and 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he shall be stretched forth his hand against them, and hath smitten them, and the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. But you notice here in Isaiah, that we truly live in the days where evil is called good and good is called evil. And if you take a stand for what is right in your Christian life, people will put you down. So we know that there is no true peace in the world, but true peace comes from obeying the plan of salvation and becoming a Christian and being hid in Christ. If we love Jesus, we will obey and be faithful. Believing alone does not give us salvation. We must obey. In Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. So we see this, this Colossians 3, 3 to where we are hid in Christ. He is our first love. He is our, uh, our life. He is our happiness. He is our fulfillment. We'll never find it in the world. We find it from being a faithful Christian life and the peace that we have in our hearts, knowing that we can trust that he will provide all things for us. In John 14 and verse 21, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, he shall be loved of my Father. I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So we know that true fulfillment True blessings come from living a Christian life. We are hid in Christ. We are dead to self, dead to the flesh, dead to sin, but we are truly alive in Christ. Turn, if you would, to uh, John, the book of John, starting in, um, I think it's John 14. John 14 and verse 1. Let not 
your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, ye know, and the way ye know. So our treasure is Christ. We are hid in Christ. We, he is our peace. He is our joy. He is our rejoicing. And He is all things to us. Because of that, a Christian not only lives a faithful Christian life, but we rejoice. Rejoicing is a joy that never ends. He is the source of our life. Our joy, our happiness is not built upon uh, material things, the things of this earth, but it is built upon spiritual things. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-22 Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Also in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8, there's that word rejoice again. We're happy, we're rejoicing because our life, our soul, our hope of heaven is hid in Christ with God. We have fellowship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. That means at all times, just like we are praying without ceasing. It is a habit. It is our life. There is never a day where we have not made a habit of just praying. Whenever we get a chance, our hearts are always attached, affixed to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. There's never a time where a Christian is not overwhelmed with happiness, security, peaceful. We're hidden Christ. He is our life. He is the genesis of the spring of life. Our joy, our meaning is being hid in Christ. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. That means you may have concerns. Those poor people in California are paying $7 a gallon for gas right now. And that's not even diesel. Chandra's going to be driving a diesel here for a few days. So uh, she's going to be paid a lot when she visits the gas station. Bless her heart. Uh, but you know... That's not a concern that a Christian has to do, or we don't sit around worrying about uh, things like this. We are looking towards the author and finisher of our faith in Jesus Christ. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Listen to this. And let the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're hid in Christ. He is our meaning. He is the source of who we are. And that, that verse that says, shall keep your hearts, that nothing is going to move us. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. Ye are dead with Christ to the world and the flesh, and the fleshly man and the appetites of sin. In Galatians 2 and verse 20, Paul told the Galatian church, 
I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. That my life, which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith. The faith which is the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. When we are hitting Christ, and this is my favorite part of the lesson, that means that we are 100% affixed to Christ. And when someone is hid, and let's say like Brian uh, was hiding, and he got behind, let's say like a, a box, or he got in, in this closet over here, he would be so well hid that you could not see any part of him. And in fact, if he stuck his hand outside this door, he'd say, well, there's Brian. He's not hid. I know he's in there. How many times when we were kids when you would play hide-and-seek or spotlight and you thought you were 100% hidden, but maybe, and we always had big feet, you know, and your foot would be sticking out from under three. Well, there he is. You're not hidden. So in our Christian life, spiritually, there's no area of our life exposed to the world. There's no action in our life that's part of the world. There's no thoughts of our life that are attached to fleshly things. We are 100% our personality, our life, uh, the way we talk, every part of our life and our actions is on Christ. And not, no part of us ex, is exposed to the world. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but we are 100% uh, looking to Christ spiritually. And none of our life is exposed to sin or the things of the flesh. Romans 3 and verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The cycle of sin of people that are exposed to fleshly things, the things of the sins, sins of this life. James 1 and verse 15, When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. But our life is hid. There's no area of our life spiritually that is engaged in sin or the things of the world. And that includes worry and that includes lack of faith and that includes lack of prayer or lack of study in our personal life uh, because our life is truly hid in Christ and we are dead to sinful things. We will no longer live that type of life. Our Christian life and soul passes through death to earthly things. We are dead to sin. Sin and all its allurements of the flesh. Just as uh, the Lord died on the cross, the crucifixion has its counterpart within us. Jesus completely died on the cross. And we also are sinful person that was attracted to the things of this world also died. We die to all the attraction and temptations of the world. We now have no desire or care for worldly things. A dead person is unresponsive and cold and motionless to all the sin in the world. Think about the things perhaps like when we eat dinner. Think about something that you just totally detest. 
just one example I can remember. I don't want to. I don't want to make people sick at their stomach, but I can remember when Mom would make these. Uh, now I love salmon. I love fish, but she'd buy this canned salmon, and maybe somebody eats it. But anyway, there would be these little bones in there, and you would eat, it, and all of a sudden you would bite into that bone, and it wasn't a very good taste, you know, and. Uh, I was dead to this, you know, and of course I would never complain about anything that mom would give us. Uh, how many times, and I'm, and Chandra and Jamie can tell you, I'm not the best house cleaner in the world, but we have a very big refrigerator and you open up the refrigerator and there's always something in the back that you totally forgot about, okay? And it has a container. You open it up. And it has mold and smells, the worst thing. You would not sample that for all the money in the world. That is a way a Christian reacts to sin. It doesn't work in our life. We are dead to sin and we are hid in Christ. We are alive for spiritual things. A dead person is unresponsive, cold, and motionless to all the sin in the world and we're not going back there's no there's no reason to ever turn around and go back to the sinful things and the death it brings we are free from sin and slavery we are free to serve Christ faithfully in every moment of our life uh, I know Brian loves TV or sports and, and we love watching sports have you ever seen the old TVs before they went to flat screen and high definition? You can't even, you, your eyes don't even interpret what's on it. When we were young, we, we couldn't even afford a black and white or a color TV. It was a black and white tube, a tube TV. You can't see anything. Your eyes are dead to this. Now you have high definition and 4K and a beautiful picture. Uh, that's the way a Christian is to sin. It doesn't work. Our eyes don't interpret the sinful things. Before we can be completely free of sin, we must be completely closed against temptation. Our hearts must be completely closed against all temptation. And the temptation and the sin are nailed uh, in the coffin. And there's no way that they will ever work again. We are a new person that we are now hid in Christ and the sinful things will never work again because our life is hid in Christ. In Colossians 3, 9 through 10, lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of the image of him who created him. We are now sanctified, we are now cleansed, we now live for spiritual things, we live for Christ, we glorify Christ, we want to increase the kingdom, looking on the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ. What can I do? What can I do to encourage my brothers and sisters in Christ and to increase the kingdom? 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. As uh, James Mills' uh, grandma used to say, give up your meanness. Don't go back to the, the meanness that you once engaged in. You know better. Live for spiritual things. 
And boy, we only have a short time on this earth. I cannot understand how people will give up their salvation and hope of heaven for a few years of the sinful things in this world. And they'll do it in a second. We don't live for, for fleshly things. We live for spiritual things because we are washed, we are sanctified. Romans 8, 9-10 through 10, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead. That's dead to sin because of sin. But the Spirit of is life because of righteousness. Before we can be completely free of sin, we must be completely closed against temptation. Our hearts must be completely closed against all temptation as if it were nailed down to the coffin and there's no way of getting to sin ever again. Our life is hid with Christ and God. By faith we, have, uh, we are crucified to ourselves, dead to our own life. But we now completely live for Jesus and His kingdom. The church, the Holy Spirit, now reproduces the life of Jesus in our bodies, our hearts, and we now live a new life as a Christian. Christ now liveth in me because I have died to self. Galatians 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave myself for, for me. So we live for spiritual things. Jesus Christ is the actual reason and the condition for life. And there is no reason to live or to, to live spiritually than without Jesus Christ. We are hid in Christ. Philippians 1 and verse 21 for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. In death we serve God. In life we serve God. In every moment, every opportunity, every day that we wake up is another opportunity to serve Christ and to work in His kingdom. We will serve Christ in life and death. And when we die, we will inherit all of His promises and look forward to heaven to be with him forever. You know, we looked at John 14, and what did Jesus say? He said uh, to believe in him. But you know, that believe is more than just believe, it's trusting. Do we trust our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Do we trust in the promises that he has given us? Psalm 34, 7 through 8, the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And Psalm 30, I'm sorry, Psalm 37 and verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt them that dwell in the land and verify that thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto them. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. When we work in the world today, if we're still working, we trust that our employer will give us a paycheck. We trust in banks and institutions, whether it be our 401k, our pensions. 
we trust our, our health insurance. Uh, you know, we send a premium and like when June had her accident, they trusted that their insurance, you know, would pay the bills and that they would help her. We trust that Jesus Christ will supply all things and we look forward to heaven. And we are pretty much promised by the Holy Scriptures if we give up sin and we live as a new creature and live the way a Christian should be and be faithful unto death, that we have hope of heaven. And I trust that with all of my hearts. Don't trust in vain riches. Don't trust in sin. Think about how many, especially our, our precious young people here today, uh, I think they have more of a temptation than the older people do, you know, for these drugs. And, and they have a promise that, uh, you know, if you take this drug, you're just going to have the best day of your life. But what they don't realize is many of them die. And many of them uh, are changed. Their brain structure is changed for the rest of their life. And they struggle with addiction. And that's one of the biggest problems. I don't think uh, those of us that are in our 50s really had to face probably any of this when we grew up the school was a good place but it's a different world now um, i think i was in college and and it was the first time i'd ever really uh heard about drugs or whatever but i guess it's even in the grade schools now don't trust in in, in uh having a you know you can have the best day of your life uh by not engaging in drugs by being with christians and and, and just having that faith in our heart rejoicing then that never goes away so therefore, we are hid in Christ. Christ lives in us. Jesus Christ is the actual reason and condition for life. There is no life spiritually without Jesus Christ. We will serve Christ in life and death, and we will trust that he will give us all things that he has promised us if we are found faithful. We will inherit all of his promises and be with him forever. So in our Christian life, we are not only uh, want to be with Christ, but we are in Christ and also in the bosom of the Father. In John 11, verses 25 through 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection of life. He that believeth in me, yet he were dead, yet he shall live. Dead to the flesh, dead to sin, dead to the things of this world, and alive in Christ. And because of this, we now live a life to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Turn, if you would, to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, maybe around verse 15. And it says, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? That's talking about Christ. Jesus is the firstborn of every creature. That doesn't mean that he is ever born or that he was ever created. He was always in fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. But that means he is above creation. Colossians 1 and verse 16, Every soul in this room was created for Christ and his church and his kingdom. And it doesn't end in this world or in our age that we have lived upon earth because we will always serve him for eternity. Colossians 1 and verse 16, For by him were all, all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, where all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him do all things consist. 
So how do we gain access to Christ? How do we become hid in Christ? Colossians 3 and verse 3. And we read that in Colossians 1 and verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him...